I'm Austin from PopXCast, a pop culture podcast part of the Gonna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GonnaGeekNetwork.com. lovely people in internet land and welcome to episode 86 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host Robert Bailey and I'm joined as always by a cool grandpa with sunglasses who rides a Harley Davidson, Andrew AC Yoshimura. See, the funny thing is that I actually stole my Harley off ah. my grandson. <laughs> right. That little prick thought he was so good. Oh yeah, grandpa, look at this. Yeah. I shoved that mofo off yeah. his moving motorcycle <laughs> and then ran him over. That's right. He was too busy on his on his on his phone. He was too busy tw- he, he, sexting. He was too busy. He was too busy Twitch playing on the interwebs. That's right. I pushed da- him off, videoing himself doing a dab uh, or yeah, a flossing. The the funny thing is that I'm not a grandpa anymore mm-hmm. because he's dead. <laughs> I got oh he's not going to recover from that one, and then yeah. the ambulances came, and then I went oh he's he's, he's not going to recover from that one it's is a he potentially dark note but do you have to turn in your grandpa card if your grand if your grandchildren die like are you like no longer a grandpa at that point <sighs> look I you're mean, just an old man well I prefer the term old murderer but yeah sure <laughs> yeah look that little punk had it coming what the fuck is a dab honestly <laughs> I, I actually don't know actually, I, 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 I do I, I see you in some kind of dance move. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I do have a nephew mm-hmm. who does dab, ah. and he's explained it to me, mm-hmm. and I don't get it because all you do <laughs> is you just kind of put one arm over your face, uh-huh. and then the other arm facing that same direction as your first arm, just kind of off right to one side, uh-huh. and that's dabbing. Is that dabbing? I think so, and that's all it is. Or is that a Harlem Shake? Or is that no, no Harlem Shake is is like when people like there's nothing happening, then everyone dances randomly, like. Uh, they're on some sort of or is that no, isn't that a flash mob oh it depends if anyone gets lynched or not <laughs> oh right oh yeah right yes <laughs> like they did in the olden times welcome to the murder cast kiddies back before things got all politically correct <laughs> I don't know yeah couldn't, you couldn't have a murder mob I mean flash mob <laughs> <There's>, that, <laughs> that is got to be where the internet is going there's, there's gonna be some some guy out there who's going to set up like a flash mob uh-huh. and then somebody's going to get killed yeah. and then they're going to go, oh my God, this is so funny. Well, I'm like the most famous person in the world. And then some other guy who wants like internet clout is going to go murder a whole bunch of people. But then the first guy's going to go, no, no, it was a joke. See, he's still alive. He's right here. You're talking about snuff videos. <laughs> I don't know whether that's really a thing. Look, my not. snuff videos always contain nudity. <laughs> Tasteful, if nothing else. Well, my snuff videos is just me taking snuff. I've got 15 videos. They're all on YouTube. You look like the kind of person who would have a little snuff box. Snuffy points. Snuffy Ponce Boy 18 is my YouTube (laughs) channel. Snuffy Ponce Boy. Yeah. 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 I could imagine that, actually. Actually, uh, second name, Snuffleupagus. (laughs) That'll be another... Another That's like, got to be taken. Damn it. Yeah, that has got to have been taken. Snuffleupagus 3782. By, by someone who has like a little 
like gold-plated snuff case. Oh my god! Is but he's got like six of them, oh, geez, and he uses each of them like for only like one occasion. Is there such a thing as snuff YouTube? And I mean snuff as in, <laughs> for clarity, I'm talking about the tobacco that you put in your nose, not not the other kind. Have you actually ever? Have you ever actually um, tried snuff, or is it snuffed? Have you ever snuffed before? I have not. <laughs> I've never snoofed. It's just, is that how you verb that word? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure. I've never tried it. No, I'd be interested to try it. I'd be interested to. I don't know whether you can still buy it. I think you might be able to. Hipster, specialty hip, hip, It sounds like the kind of thing hipsters would want to bring back. Apparently you can try it once or twice and it's not like you're going to get totally addicted or anything like that. And it just, yeah. It's just a bit tingly up your nose. Yeah. Look, it's probably think, a lot less bad for you than like smoking it is. Oh, I'd, I'd assume so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they. I think they, I remember them trying it on QI, that mm. um, English. Oh, Yep. Um, quite interesting quiz show. That's right. And they all tried it, and you know, it's kind of almost looks like moist uh. sort of thing you kind of put up there. Or yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it is dry or if it is moist or okay. how it works. But yeah. they come in different flavors. Then you get then you get a little spoon or a little like. Get I a little... don't know. Maybe, but it kind of looks like you you just one just one movement away from mm. vaping. Yeah. Because in my eyes, <laughs> like taking snuff mm-hmm. is still cooler. Than vaping. I think you're right. Because, like, at least when you're snuffing, snoofing, <laughs> snoofing. you taking snuff. When you've snoofed. When you've snoofed too much snoof. <laughs> or a snuff. In the snoof, in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, Help. Like, at least you can act like an upper class ponce. That's true. You, yeah. you, can, you can dress like a chap. Yeah. You know, you can have, like, some sort of yeah. all white outfit with a, uh, be a, with a pink scarf. You could be a dandy. <laughs> I respect dandies more than I respect people who vape. That's true. You know, it's good that <laughs> cool people don't vape because then vaping could actually have like taken off. Mm. But instead, like only douchebags vape. <laughs> so, so it's it's almost as if like these uh, douchebag hipster pricks mm. went out and said, "I will be the noble sacrifice. I will go out and I'll vape to make sure nobody else does because we mm. all look like pricks." <laughs> and they were, yeah, yeah, we don't because smoking looks cool. Like you shouldn't smoke. But no. if you see someone smoking in like a, an old movie or something, you go, yeah, you know that guy's cool and dangerous. Yeah. If you see someone vaping, you just want to punch them in the gut. <laughs> Look, I will give I will give an exception here to people who are like desperately trying to quit smoking, and vaping is their like their like alternative. And you can see them because they usually have very very simple vapes, and yeah, they're like, I'll, and they're I'll like, pay that, and they're just like quietly standing at the front of their office like vaping. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference between that and like the dude with the hoodie the, with the skull and crossbones, like. Anyone who has something they call a rig, whatever their vaping device is, if they call call it a rig, if you call it a rig, then yes, yes, then you are a douchebag hipster, and nobody wants to be like you except other douchebags. But then there's that whole tier of which is kind of like a health warning in itself, really, isn't it? There's that whole like tier of vaping where you like you're modding your rig and you're like swapping out like the heating coils and like putting fluoros on it and like. And like, uh, you know, like lights, neons, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like They, they look like miniature <laughs> lightsabers or something yeah. like that. It's look, a kind of like, I can see what they're going for with like the cyberpunk dystopian. We're all sm- like smoking like, like computer cigarettes and stuff. Like it's mm. kind of cool, but in, no, in practice, it's not cool. It's no. in theory cool, but in practice, not cool. That's what I would say. You look like one of the, you look like an extra in Jabba's palace. <laughs> yes. From True. from fucking uh, <laughs> Jedi, Return of the Jedi, yeah, that, that film. Yeah, that's it, one of the like Jedi. someone in the background yeah. who's just like puffing yeah. away, go, yeah, I like hanging out with this big fat slug here. He's cool. You're just like one of the people at the, the bar at Moss Eisley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. 
Hive of Scum and Villainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to that end, we are talking about a couple of restaurant games that's, today. That's right. You know, nothing quite says Hive of Scum and Villainy quite like Japanese chain restaurants. <laughs> we, um, I know because I have frequented quite a lot of them in my you, time. You are the scum and villains. <laughs> I am both the scum and the villain when I enter one of these places. So let's talk about those next. AC? Yes. We're playing games that involve food today. We are. Uh, two games, in fact. And everyone loves food because we all eat food. Yeah, that's true. Food some, is delicious. Some of us don't, but we don't last long. <laughs> Tragic. Uh, so the games are... Uh, there's two of them. They're both based on Japanese chain restaurants. Yep, that's correct. Um, and both sort of... Pretty damn famous in Japan and sort of... I'm not sure how well-known they are outside of Japan. Um, I'd say out of the two of them... Um, so, the two games we're going to be playing... Oh, I'll, I'll ID them quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Yoshinoya. Yes. And I would say out of the two of them, Yoshinoya is the more famous chain that does exist outside of Japan to a larger degree. Mm-hmm. The other one is Kokuichi Banya Curry House, mm-hmm. which is my favorite restaurant in the entire universe. <laughs> and that one does exist outside of Japan, mm-hmm. um, but it's not quite as famous. Okay. But, you know, they're, they're both well-known enough in Japan. Right. Like everyone knows what these restaurants are. Now let me try and do this, because <clears throat> I'm an ignoramus when it comes to Japanese culture. Yep. But, but my take um, from playing these games and doing a bit of reading is that Yoshinoya sells um, gyudon, or like a beef bowl type things. Yeah, yeah. And... and uh, and Kokoichiban sells like uh, katsu curry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the mem- their menus are a bit more have a bit more variety bit more than variety, that. But that's the main sort of. But yes, yeah. like often when you see kind of like traditional Japanese like fast food, mm. uh, Yoshinoya is a pretty famous one, and it's depicted in a lot of anime. Like they call it Yoshinoya. Mm. Or, you know, some sort of variant where so they don't get sued. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's just so ubiquitous. Yeah, it's, then it's, it's the beef bowl place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, beef bowls come up a lot in, like, anime and various video games. Like, I've come across, th- like, that phrase a lot and never really knew what it meant. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, didn't bother Googling it, I guess. <laughs> like, it's, it's 2019 now. I have no excuse. Um, but uh, It's like thinly sl- sliced beef on top of rice. Yeah. With, um, you know, and often there's like some sort of sauce on top as well. Mm. And it's it's good. Yeah. So these these companies, these sort of, these, these fast food chains, obviously some point in the early to mid 2000s decided to, to sort of invest money in making video games that promote their their product. Um, yeah. And you and I have actually played quite a few food-based games before. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, we've actually done a special in our old show, Bit Seizure. That's right, Chex Quest. And uh, let me see, there was Cool Spot. Um, McKids. McKids. McDonald Land, whatever we've, we've you want to call it. We've tried to beat that. We've, we've beat that game several times. We have. We <laughs> At least twice. At least. Possibly more. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's not a bad game. It's fine. It's fine. It, yeah. Ronald's Magic Bag is always good for a laugh. <laughs> Um, yeah. Sack. Okay, anyway, where were we? That's right. We're going to talk about Yoshinoya first. Uh-huh. So the premise of this game is that it's pretty simple. You are a new recruit uh, to the uh, Yoshinoya franchise. That's right. And the area manager comes by, gives you a couple of hints. It's your pep talk. Uh, pretty much you're manning the floor by yourself. Yeah, you're in, it's like the worst nightmare for a re- retail employee is being stuck in a shop by yourself all day. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't do anything. Apart from serve up steaming hot beef bowls. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, it's a cute little graphic style, like a three quarters, like isometric 3D. Yeah. Um, this cute little shop. Um, everything's, I wouldn't say it's, it's sort of super deformed, like just, just unusual proportions for the, 
the characters. It's slightly chibi, but it's, it's got its chibi, own style. Yeah. And then they um they start to file in like a little queue forms at the door, and they come in one by one, and you can show them to a seat. Um, you walk over to a seat and hit and hit any button, any of the face buttons, and so there's basically there. a counter. You're on yeah. one side of the counter, and yeah. the first one is like a U shape. You're on the on the on the inside of that, mm-hmm. and so it's a smaller shop. Yes, customers file in through the door. Mm-hmm. They sit down and they demand demand food straight away. That's right. They yeah. know what they want and they're hungry. And there's only four options they can they can order. Yeah, and each option is represented by one of the face buttons on the PlayStation controller, so triangle, square, etc. Uh, and then yeah, a little symbol appears above their head with X, you know, or a square or whatever, and you got triangle, yeah. You got to go and uh, hit the right button on the right person. Now, that sounds really easy, but the game makes it hard by overwhelming you with too many people coming in and these yeah. like, rush hour moments, um, where all of a sudden there'll be like your whole restaurant will be full of people and they all want different orders, and you've got to go to the right person, hit the right button, and you know very quickly. You have to be uh, facing them as well. There's a yeah. bit of a, it's a bit twitchy these controls because mm. you can't just be in the general vicinity. You have to kind of because it's a pretty cramped space, mm-hmm. and you, there could be two people standing right next, sitting right next to each other who might have different orders. Yeah, yeah. You need to be precisely in front of them and then press the right key. Yeah, or the yeah. right button. That's right. If you press like a triangle when the guy wants a circle. Oh man, they get super pissed. Yeah, their head like gets twice the size and gets <laughs> yeah. red and it's like, rah, 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 and then like they storm out. They storm out. So Furious. I'm yeah. fair, not very good at this game. Like mm. I can kind of pass the first few levels. Yeah, but uh, it is difficult. Like yeah. it is very, it's very twitchy and like mm. fiddly. Like there's no real like strategy to this. It's just like how quickly can you press a button when the screen tells you to press a button mm. and do it accurately and do it over and over and over and over again. Um, and that's basically the game. Um, it, there are some little tricky mechanics. Like if you manage to get a few people with the same order sitting next to each other, which can happen randomly, or you can deliberately seat them in that way. Except during rush hour when, when it's rush too hour, busy to do yeah, that. Yeah, in rush hour it's way too busy to seat mm. people. Um, but when it's quiet, you can do it. Yeah, and if, if, if they're sitting next to each other and they all have the same order, you press the button and they all get served in one fell swoop and you mm. get like bonus points and they all look really happy and gold lights And then flash. you don't have to worry about those three people sitting there while they finish their meal. And they finish yeah. it very quickly. Yeah. So you're rushing between all these different people pressing these different buttons. And if you are like me and not particularly um, familiar with the control scheme of the, um, of the PlayStation controller, you muck up pretty quickly. Like... Mm triangle because it looks like a little up arrow and circle i've got fine but mm. like x mm. and box down the bottom yeah uh that just gets switched up in my mind a lot so mm. like I, I would often and you know as you're running around you see someone go ping triangle and you go oh I, triangle but it, the person you were facing the wrong way and then you gave it to the wrong person and yeah it's really easy to mess up and then you go oh i messed up and then it's difficult to recover from that that's right mm. so there's a little happiness meter down the side of the screen and uh um, if you're doing well, that fills up. And if you're messing people's orders up, it, it goes down. There's also mm. some weird mechanic where you can run if you like need to go from one side of the restaurant to the other really quickly. Mm. And apparently that lowers the happiness meter because they don't like seeing you rushing. Yeah. Um, so you got to act all cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a pretty fun sort of, uh, if fairly simple, yes. but stylized sort of game. Yeah. Uh, there are different restaurants that you can unlock as you go ahead. Different layouts for the counter, basically. Yeah. So some so, of them are small, some are really big. Yeah, some of them, like there's a <clears throat> massive U-shaped one, uh, and then there's kind of like one that's more like an L-shape. Yeah. That you start running around, and you can unlock different characters as well. That's right. So there's like a there's like a 
normal i would say like an average dude and then there's like a thin dude and then there's like maybe like other characters like maybe a, a female character maybe a and then it looks like the silhouette of like a very big tough muscly man as well i think he might be a cook i think there might yeah. be on later levels he might be able to do a little bit more yeah um so we actually played through about half of the stuff that we unlocked i reckon yeah like um like we unlocked quite a few restaurants and we played with two of the characters two of the four characters mm-hmm. so yeah and each level you can do like a morning lunch and nighttime mode and they yeah. each have different like features um typically the nighttime one is the hardest um so out of the two games i would reckon that this is the most accessible for western audiences yeah definitely if you've heard of yoshinoya before and you think oh i want to pick up a wacky japanese game mm. you can get through this one pretty easily without having to know too much japanese at all yeah that's right like the, yeah there is a lot of japanese on the screen but it doesn't really amount to much you, no. you can like you know just sort of you can fumble your way through yeah exactly because really the gameplay is really simple and it's not asking you to comprehend text as it pops up mm. really so um that one is very simple and easy yes and at the end it'll give you a rank mm. and if you get a d rank like i do most of the time <laughs> then it'll say do you want to try again but mm. if you are like Rob, who consistently got like B, an A, and finally got an S, S rank, rank on like a pretty yeah. difficult level. So good. <laughs> and look, Rob was really getting into it by the end. I'm, huh? I'm the best Yoshinoya employee. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a cute little game. It sort of feels like it's a very limited experience, but I understand that it was a bargain basement kind of game. Like it was sold cheaply. I think um, it says on it, it's part of the simple 2000s. Mm. There were quite a few sort of runs of PS2 games that mm. as the PS2 got on in age, yeah. especially in the mid 2000s, they did sort of offer them at more of a, uh, they did actually have like more of a variety of games uh, for a bit cheaper because it was just such a ubiquitous console yeah. back in those days that, almost anyone could start developing for them. And this is obviously the time when they did start developing. Yeah, yeah. So as far as I know, this was on the cheaper side. I don't know if it was actually 2,000 yen. Maybe it was 2,000 yen plus tax. Or, yeah. But I think it wasn't like it wasn't like a $60 or well, 6,000 yen game out yeah. of the box. Because I think you'd feel very ripped off if you Yes, you'd for... feel a bit slighted for what you get. Because it's fun, but it's not... It's not it's, very fully featured. It's not very deep. No. Let me put but it that But it, it does what it does, does it well. I think yeah. this would be a good, like, mobile game or something. Like, that's how it feels to me, you know? I think there are a lot of mobile games that are quite similar oh, yeah. to this. I mean, this is part of that genre of games mm. that I like to call, like, stressful kitchen games. But yeah. there's, like, there's a lot of them out there. Um, yeah, kitchen sims. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Yoshinoya game. Um, Let's talk about the other game, which is the Kokoichiban game. Yeah. So this one is, I think it's fair to say, AC, much more complex. Um, but it's not like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like Truck Simulator or something. It's it's somewhere in between like Yoshinoya and like a fully featured like um, um, cooking game. I'd say this one came out after Yoshinoya. It actually came out in 2004, so mm-hmm. mid-2000s. It, um, I'm not sure if it was in the same category of cheapness. I can't really find a price for it. Mm. It's actually difficult to find any information of these in English or Japanese on any of the sites that I've gone to, really. I, I think it's because they're just so specific. Like, there's no one in the West, except for people like, you know, your, your good self. Yeah. Who would really be interested in playing something like this. So, I've um, heard about the Yoshinoya game, and yeah. I heard that it was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, and or simple, and which is one of the reasons I bought it. So because you know I like trying out weird Japanese stuff that just hasn't come over to the West. Yeah, as you know. that's always cool and fun to be like. No one else is playing this. <laughs> like yeah, that's hey, kind of fun. I've yeah. kind of got a little secret here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, when I heard that there was a uh, Kokowichiban game mm. uh, 
from my favorite restaurant ever, I went, I got to pick this up. And I've tried to get into it a couple of times and it's kind of quite esoteric. Yeah. The controls especially. Mm. Uh, so Maria came in and she had a lot of trouble with it at first. Yeah, she figured it out for us. She kind of blazed the trail because um, yeah. once she figured it out, she taught AC and then AC taught me and we kind of all started playing it reasonably well. Um, but basically, like, mm. it's a, there are a couple of modes in this one. We mostly played the cooking mode, but there is like a waitress or waiter mode as well, where you can actually deliver the food to the people. Deliver the food, take the orders, that kind of thing. Um, But the making of the curry is a bit more interesting to us. Yeah. So it's almost like you only use the right analog stick to kind Mm. of cook it. Mm. And you kind of need to... The first thing you always do is you always need to scoop the rice in. Mm. But you've got to do it in a really kind of like circular fashion with the right analog it's stick. It's like a three-quarter circle with the right stick. But you have to start from like... It's hard, hard to left. explain. Yeah, you've got to like kind of start hard, hard left, left and then go all, and then go all the, the way, way around. around. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that will... If you do a full circle, that's 150 grams of rice. And they all have different orders of like 150, 300, 400, 500, and 600. Yeah, and it can get really annoying because like if you do it perfectly, you're getting like exactly 150 grams every scoop. Yeah. But if you stuff it up a little bit, you'll get 148 or 135 or something. And then if you put too much in, then you've got to start again. And then you're going to try and compensate by like putting in like a, like a, you know, one quarter circle yeah. to try and like top it up a bit. And it's, it's pretty finicky. Um, finicky is the right word because you really need to get used to that control scheme. Once you get used to it and you're doing it over and over again, it becomes like second nature. But to start with, it's like very jarring. Um, and I think Maria really struggled to get a grip on it it took yeah. about 10 minutes to be like okay now I'm doing it yeah and then she started getting it perfect and then yeah. after you put the rice in properly then you need to uh, like there's a meter kind of like a golf meter that kind of goes up and down and you've got to hit it in the right spot to yeah. put like the how much um, like chili sauce or spice they want in there mm-hmm. like the level of hotness yeah and then you can also then you need to add the curry sauce to it yeah, and like that's ladle like it another in. like yeah. gold the you got to keep pressing left until it's like almost at the end and then you stop. Yeah. So it's like using the analog stick to kind of mimic the movements of making the curry. I can see um, where they get it from. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like if you, they had made it a little bit more like a golf game, like mm. have these moving meters up and down, you just got to press the button at the right time and maybe a couple of other mm. inputs that would probably make it a bit more fun, I think, or at least more, yeah. uh, you know, easy you know, user-friendly, basically. Yeah, I think that's true. There's, there's, um, part of the pro- problem that we had is that it's, it's giving you a lot of instructions, but it's doing it all in Japanese and with a lot of text on the screen. And, like, I can't read Japanese at all. And AC is like, you know, good, can read it, but it's going to take him a little while. And the game's like, you know, kind of pretty a urgent. Lot of, a know? lot of that text yeah, up there yeah. doesn't tell you anything interesting. It's I just, will say that. It's not actually helpful. <laughs> Bits of it are, but a lot of it's not. It's like, buy Kokowichi Ban today. So you control the character, <laughs> Kokowichi-kun. <laughs> That's literally his name. It was, and it was so funny. Because <laughs> this guy's, this guy's parents mm. called him Kokowichi-kun. And then he, the only thing he can do in life is get a job at Kokowichi Ban. Of course. What That's all he, he can do. What else could he do? And Kokowichi just literally means... Um, Koko means here and Ichi or Ichiban means like number one. So mm-hmm. here is number one. So mm-hmm. like Koko Ichiban, your curry house is like, here is the number one curry house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so his name is here is number one. Kun. Basically. <laughs> Koko Ichiban. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you can do a couple of different modes in this game. Like there's, all, there's like a, a, a serving mode. There's mm. a cooking mode, which as we said, can get more compact 
complex after you get the curry down then you can actually start adding things like the hamburg or the katsu katsu yeah, yeah, yeah. or the ebi fry like the the prawn stuff and there's so, a little deep fryer that you got to like deep fry the stuff in and and this is where the time management skills come in yeah. because as they're frying you got to do other things and you got to come back to the fryer and then get the thing out and then put it on and then deliver it yeah so it's a much more involved invo- sorry involved um, kitchen panic type of game than than uh, Yoshinoya. Yeah, I mean, I should. I think we failed to mention that Yoshinoya does have those little boss fights that does bring in some of the elements that we're talking about now, like little golf meters. Yeah. That you have to hit. So, like, I should. I, I, I think I failed to mention that because that is something that makes it the does Yoshinoya the game gameplay. a little bit more mm. interesting. But this game is Kokoichi Vanya is is certainly much more that all the time. So. Just in terms of the gameplay, it's it's much more involved and, and, and fiddly. But mm. I think it's they're trying to make it challenging. And I can see what they're going for. Um, I think this must have cost more. Yeah. Uh, be, just because of, there are more modes. Mm. There is a curry quiz, which I haven't done yet. But I kind of want to do it just because I just want to test my curry knowledge. Can I tell you, I... I accidentally clicked on that. Yeah. And what it is, is just a multiple choice quiz. But of awesome. course, I couldn't read anything. No. So I just rebooted the PlayStation because <laughs> I was like... This is just me taking stabs Help. in the dark. Um, <laughs> there is another. Uh, there is another thing, like a little mini game, you can do as well, which is like eating as much curry as you can uh, yeah, by yeah. pressing the circle button. Um, but you can't press. You have to press it very quickly and very evenly. But you can't press it too much, otherwise he goes into like uh, stomach ache mode. Yeah, like he's eating too much. Curry. Yeah, but so you got to kind of hover it at this level and keep it very constant. I like that you are Kukuichikun in that game as well. Yeah, like, and then if you do really well, he like gets out of his chair and does a flip and everyone cheers. Everyone in the restaurant's watching and they all do a little <laughs> rad flip too. Um, God, that, that dude just loves curry. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't blame him. It's great. It is. It's really good. Kukuichiban curry is so good. I miss it so much. Uh, yeah, I've only... I have not. I have not enjoyed that particular. I mean, I've. I've your, Maria has made curry for me in your house, and it's been delicious. Yep, um, she makes a very mean curry. So I imagine that it's in that vein, and that stuff's real good. So it is good. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a whole lot of different types of Japanese curry, but they all stem from the same vein, mm. like just curry and rice, and it's it's mostly pretty good. I've I've had some curries that are better than Kokoichi over the years mm. uh, and you know in specialised places and places that are famous for it, and sometimes mm. just little roadside cafes just put on a spe- spectacular curry mm. but Kokoichiban is just one of those places that is just always so consistent yeah, yeah it's exactly curry. and that's yeah. sort of what's it's a particular taste that's what's funny when we were playing the game and we were talking about how fussy the game is where it's like oh 598 grams no that's not good enough we need 600 like it, it it's very particular very and I think you were saying that sort of reflects your experience where it's like just an extremely consistent like every time you go to I've a cook, never had a bad curry yeah, there. like yeah. I've, it's if you order something you just get the thing that you ordered mm. so they obviously it's have never a- undercooked it's never never too less mm. than you ordered you know they always remember all the ingredients that you ask for mm. they take this shit seriously you know this is a serious business curry oh it it's is not to be taken lightly uh, so with these two games Robbie yeah uh, what would you say would you um, would you recommend one or both or none oh man how would you go um, I definitely agree with you with your statement earlier that Yoshinoya is the most approachable game of the two for Westerners so if you're the kind of person who wants to you know maybe buy this game online or you know get get a, get your hands on a, on a weird fun Japanese game um, I definitely recommend the Yoshinoya one just because it's much more approachable. Hmm. Um, 
the Kokoichi Banya game seems more like if you if you're really into games like Cooking Mama or Overcooked or stuff like that, that's more like that kind of a game. But like it's more involved like that. Mm. It's got you know you got to like tip the sauce and do the thing and you know. And there's a restaurant of people that come in, come and go. You got to say hi to them and say goodbye to them when they leave. It's you know that it's it's more of a game than 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 Yoshinoya is. Yeah. Um, but you have to, you basically have to understand Japanese, I think, or have or have a wife or or indeed husband who can speak Japanese. <laughs> that does help. Or partner, I suppose. Yeah. Um, if you want to live in <laughs> in the wrath of God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even say that. Um, Anyway, uh, the point I'm making so is who's that, living in the wrath of God. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, look, man, let's not let's not let's not split heads. Let's not compete about who's <laughs> who's going to God is more wrathful. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I will just say that yeah. You need to you need to understand Japanese to play the um, mm. the Kokuichi Ban game properly. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that one. Um, I'm leaning more towards Yoshinoya, but they're both fun. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's really a good answer, but what do you think, AC? Where would you where would you land on this? Yeah, ones? I'm pretty similar with this one. Mm. If you happen to see Yoshinoya and you have a Japanese PlayStation 2, mm. uh, which probably denotes that you already have some Japanese games, yeah. uh, and you have a taste for those, because mm. it's, I think you can mod your PS2. It's not as easy as modding other consoles of the era, mm. though. Mm. Uh, look, I would if you see it for a couple of bucks, I would say pick it up. Just because it's an interesting thing to have. A lot of people out there know what Yoshinoya is. And yeah. it's just it's just an interesting thing to show people. Like, this is a wacky Japanese game that never came across from the West. Yeah. Um, I can't really recommend Kokoichi Banya. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> I just can't go there. I, and I love Kokoichi Banya. And mm. I got this game solely because I love Kokoichi Banya. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Mm. And it was kind of, it is fun to play after you pick it up. And, like, the, the, the eating mini game is pretty fun. I think if we spent more time with it. Like, if we really sat down with I your wife so, in the room yeah. and, like, tried to learn it, we could probably get deeper. And the, it, it um, does have more depth. Yeah. Um, but for a Western audience, I just don't think it's worth it because there are better cooking games out there, like Overcooked and stuff. that just does that concept better. And you don't have to understand Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that helps. But even for a Japanese person, I would still say go with Overcooked. Sure. Rather than this kind of, like, uh, you know, mid-range PS2 game from 2004. It is funny, though, that, that they're, like, these licensed games. Um, and I understand, because we played a few of these from Japan, like, this is not uncommon common that like pepsi man springs to mind oh no um but there's been other, like not uncommon at all <laughs> you know like the, well, of course there was the miniskirt police which is based on that tv show so games yeah. based on like other things a lot of, there are a lot of licensed games of licenses you wouldn't normally think would be licensed yeah like in the west in it's the basically west, like yeah. is it comics tv or a movie yeah occasionally a novel like there's a bram there's a bram stoker's dracula game but that's based on the movie not the book so oh, God, um, i've actually seen that yeah like, yeah played that before it's but not good in japan they're like making games about restaurants although now that i think about it there were those like there were there have been video games in the west like it's in the kids yeah there have been the cool spot ones so yeah. uh, there was there was a game I think it was actually a Capcom game called Beware the Noid or Yo Noid or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yes. That I don't think ever came to Australia, but I have played it. And it's mm. based off a completely different uh, game from Japan that's not licensed. Mm. They just brought it over to the West. And put the Noid in there. And put the it. Noid in there, which Ew. is a... I want to say... Is it, <laughs> is it Domino's? Domino's or Pizza Hut, one of those. Something about, like, Beware the Noid because he makes your pizzas cold or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was from the 
late 80s or early 90s or something like that. Yeah. It was really dumb and you play as the Noid and it's actually a really difficult game. Okay. Like I've played that game. It is difficult. So these these franchise, sorry, these are licensed um, fast food themed video games and not always winners, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but these ones were like, they were fine. You know, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. The first one is more serviceable than the last one, but if you are totally obsessed with Coco Wichibanya mm-hmm. and you can't help but get your curry fix in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> <IEAC>. then <laughs> maybe you should buy it like I did. <laughs> so, Rob, uh, unbeknownst to you, I do have twenty-four-hour uh, surveillance in your property, ah, around your house, in your car, in your bathroom. That's deeply disturbing for oh, me. Oh, not as disturbing as what I've seen. <laughs> very some very, very poor life choices you've I'm, got going on there, Robbie. I'm very sorry. <laughs> this is why I have to monitor you. <laughs> God knows what would happen if I didn't. Yeah, I'd probably get all, I'd probably get in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> I'm just I'm just selling It'd be like just selling day all out. of your like surveillance footage footage to China. Sure. They'll buy anything. Say <laughs> <laughs> <That's- laughs> Hey, this guy doesn't doesn't have like a Huawei phone, so I'm just gonna yeah do it the hard way, <laughs> the old fashioned way. I'll, I'll sell it to you real cheap. Uh, Fuck boys, I'm gonna pay you to take this off my hands. <laughs> Truly, that disturbing. And I monitored mm. that you have actually been playing mm-hmm. the so-called video games. I have, I have. There's a videoed game that I've been playing AC because it was the Steam Summer Sale recently. Ding 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 ding. I haven't actually bought anything. And yet. it happened as it always does in a week where I was very very broke. Um, and was very upset because I couldn't buy anything. Is it but over I, now? Is the Steam Summer Sale I over? I believe so, maybe. Um, they still had the, um, the little, you know, front page thing up the last time I checked. I think they have that all the time, though. Um, or they had this sort of big splash screen thing uh. and I had this silly, like, this year's theme was like, it was like a race and you had to buy certain games and do this thing and it, your points would go up and it was this whole convoluted thing. I was like, I don't care about this. Just nah. show me, show me the cheap game, Steam. Um, but I, I budgeted twenty. I budgeted twenty bucks. I said, "Well, I'll buy twenty bucks worth of games because that's all I can afford." Um, and I found three games, uh, one of which I can't remember right now. But I did buy um, Luft Rousers, which is a shooter. Red. Um, pardon me. Sorry. Yep. Luft Rousers. Yep. Um, which I will not talk about today because I haven't played much of it. Okay. Um, but I also bought, bought Darkest Dungeon. I've um, heard of this game. Yeah, this game's cool, AC, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't get into it earlier because this game's been out for a while now. I want to say like four years, maybe more. Mm. Um, it's very good. It's very, it's very up my alley. What are we, what are we talking here? So it's an RPG. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very cool. It has a very obviously dark and kind of like spoopy feel to it. You know, like. Um, the cut, the opening cutscene is very gothic and sort of, it, and it's got this what's the word, cosmic horror kind of vibe to it, where you're exploring the, these dungeons beneath your ancestral home, your, your ancestral home, this ma- this mansion and surrounding village has been sort of taken over by the forces of evil, you know. Hmm. Um, and your job is to, you're not a, you're not really a character in the game. You're 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 a character, but you're managing the exploration of your family's ancestral home and you're like hiring adventurers to explore it. Yeah. Um, the way the game actually works is, um, you've got this roster of, of heroes. Uh, you start with two, um, and they, then more arrive every week and you can sort of recruit them into your, into your roster. 
you think to start with you only have four, but you can increase the roster, and I've got twelve now. You send them into this into the into these dungeons, um, and they're all randomly generated or like procedurally generated dungeons. Uh-huh. So every week, a new sort of selection of dungeons comes up, and you pick the one you want to explore, and you pick your party. Is this a week in real time? No, it's a week in the game, oh, okay. um, and sort of the game sort of takes. Like the the meta game, if you like, is, is this weekly turn based thing where you you go into the dungeons, you come back out of the dungeons, and then you do stuff in the town, and that's like a week on week kind of thing. And the people that you aren't, so you select your your crew to go into the dungeon, mm-hmm. and everyone who isn't in that party, you can get them to do things in town if you want, or they can just languish, you know. Okay. Um, but the the real conceit of the game is you've set up your little party. They go into the dungeon and 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 they fight monsters and look for treasure. It's a it's a dungeon crawler. Okay. There's many of these games out there. The thing that makes this game different is it has, like, this stress meter that all your heroes have. So, in addition to hit points and stuff that can kill your hero, you know, you run out of hit points, you die. Pretty, you know, standard stuff for video games. Um, But in addition to hit points, you have this stress meter. And if the stress reaches 100, um, they freak the fuck out. And there are things in the... There are things that they will encounter. So, this is is the the gimmick that I've I've heard. Yeah. There are things in the dungeon that, that... really stress your heroes and and will increase that meter so like just from walking through a corridor in the dungeon your heroes might get like two or three points of stress just because they're in a horrible dungeon you know and like the soundtrack's really good and like the sound effects are good everything echoes and you can hear dripping noises and it sounds fetid and gross and like yucky Mm. down there um but when they encounter monsters um the monsters can like freak them out a bit like if they get critical hit if they get a critical hit from an enemy that'll worry the hero a lot they'll be like oh no kind of stress them out yeah it stresses them out that they've been hit so hard and like the other heroes if it's a really good critical hit the other people in your party will also be like damn you know and they'll get stressed (laughs) out too um but there are also attacks that certain monsters do that all they do is stress you like there's there was a pig demon that vomits on your party and like it just causes stress damage it doesn't actually like wound them much it can give them diseases like i think one of my guys caught tetanus from being vomited (laughs) on by, by this pig demon thing um, can you stress the monsters out? No. Can, can it go the other way? Can no, you like, I don't think so. Can you like kind of like freak them out, walk up behind them, say, boo. You're, it's funny how like... I'm going to take your treasure. <laughs> no, the, the, it doesn't seem to work that way. It's just the stress is really applied to your party. Um, if you're, if a hero reaches 100, they, there's like a dice roll that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's called like, I can't remember what it's called, like a crisis or something. Um, and it can go either way. So it, on a sort of a positive note, like the coin flip works in your favor they'll respond to the fear with like courage and they'll get like bonuses like something like brave and they'll get bonuses and it'll say that they've got this brave effect on them or something will like their that. will their stress level drop after that yeah it does and 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 they get all the bon- way to zero or i'm not sure but it's it's certainly decreases yeah. dramatically yeah it sort of erases it, it erases the negativity of the stress because they've responded well to it okay but more often than not, they react badly and they get these and they get these sort of psychological temporary psychological issues while they're in the dungeon. Like they might become selfish. Mm. Like that's a common one. And so when they're selfish, they'll you lose a bit of control over the character. So instead of being able to choose what they do, they'll take a bit of control and they might like move back in the party order, like to kind of like hide. <laughs> or um they'll deliberately heal themselves or they won't listen to you what what you're telling them to do and they'll and they'll say things as well when they're in this sort of stressed out state like when they're selfish they might say something like um i'm taking care of myself i don't care about any of you and like when they say that it stresses out the rest of the party 
So like once your character gets stressed out, it's kind of this like roll. It kind of picks up momentum, and you get more and more stressed out because <laughs> yeah. your your party members are saying horrible things to each other. Like, like you have less control, you lose control a bit, yeah. and and you can still play the game and get through it. Like I've I've beaten multiple dungeons with every single character in my party like freaking the fuck out. Um, but it does make it harder because they're not doing what you want all the time, and they're and they're um, being you know looking out for number one or they're saying horrible things that scare the other people but you can still win like it, yeah. it's not an instant game over so that's, no. that's good and they all, can, but can you, you bring them you, down from uh, that but here's like, the thing if they get stressed out again mm-hmm. the maximum stress is 200 so 100 they have a crisis yep. or whatever it's called at 200 they can have a heart attack and die awesome um, and I've lost <laughs> I've lost multiple like real, of my favourite characters like really useful characters like my healer one of my two healers in, in, in my last run last night died from a heart attack in the dungeon <laughs> I just turned the game off I was like fucking hell kind of thing. Um, but what's cool is once they come out of the dungeon the stress level stays up and you've got to like chill them out so you might send them to the dungeon one week and they come out like a, a, a gibbering mess and then you have to kind of send them instead of sending them into the, back into the dungeon next week you, you give them a week off yeah. and then go to the, the tavern and, the, and there's different options there like gamble or drink or go to the brothel <laughs> and that reduces their stress. But some characters want to do some things more in town or some of them only do one thing. There's also like a, a church they can go to to meditate and pray and that also works. Okay. So I've got like a crusader who refuses to do anything other than pray to, um, to lower his stress. His stress yeah. And there's other people like I had one who's got like he had like some sort of like. I can't remember what the trait was, but it essentially meant he couldn't go to the brothel anymore because he was like he was like weird and creepy, and they didn't want him back. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I thought he was just having some sort of yeah. uh, dysfunction. So, and, and also the worst, the really annoying thing is that sometimes they pick up like psychological scars that stay, and you can't and you can try and fix them, but if you don't fix them quickly, like they become permanent, and then they're forever. That character forever has that problem, like claustrophobia. Or, um, you know, uh, I have one character who's, like, obsessed with dead bodies. And, like, when he sees a dead body, he wants to search it and, like, wants to, like... And he's like, and if, if you destroy the corpses of enemies in, in fights, he gets pissed off at you and stuff like that. It's really weird. So, um, when, it, when stress meet, reaches mm, the maximum level of 200... Yeah. Is that an automatic heart attack, or no, is that like another roll. dice roll? Yeah, okay. but, but it's it's even if they fail the heart, even if they like pass the heart attack roll and yeah. they're still alive, like they're taking stress because they had they just had a heart attack and survived. You oh, know, okay. <laughs> so the heart attack is definitely happens. Yeah, but they can survive it. But they can survive and like yeah. have other psychological issues. Yeah, yeah, and like they, permanently scarred. Yeah, they'll be very very. How scared. do you generate new characters? Like- uh, so every week a stagecoach arrives with new characters on it, mm-hmm. so that if you. If you, for example, lose a few in the dungeon, as <laughs> happens sometimes, you can recruit new ones. But they're all they come with like zero XP. But there is like a thing I'm un- I'm working towards unlocking that randomly gives you like high level characters that oh, are in yeah. town sometimes. So it was mosey on in. I felt like that's an important thing to get. So I'm working towards uh, upgrading because you can upgrade the town, you can upgrade your heroes. There's a whole bunch of like trees of skills and different things the game's pretty deep but the way the ultimate goal is to do the little dungeons and work Mm -hmm. your way up to the darkest dungeon which you can actually apparently do right away if you're that crazy you can just go straight to the darkest dungeon (laughs) and wipe your party i guess yeah i've had one party get wiped completely playing this game like every single character died um it's very unforgiving it's got permadeath 
Um, it's one of those games. Ah, yes, yes. Of course uh, it is. Well, it kind of has to be, really. To, to be a Rob game, proper Rob game. It mm. needs to have permadeath and randomly generated dungeons and all this shit. So how long have you been playing so far? I've actually got pretty addicted to this game, AC. I haven't checked the time, but I'm actually... You reckon pre- you're about 10 hours I'm in? I'm pretty confident I'm over 10 hours Ooh, in. Ooh, wow. Over just a fortnight of, of playing it. Um, I log on pretty much every night and play a little bit. Because it's, it's very Moorish. Like, you, you can play one dungeon... And then, you know, you come out of it and you're like, oh, come on, just one more, just one more kind of... It's got that just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, um, that addictive element. Yeah, so I'm really, really enjoying that game. But I, I, I fear, AC, that I'll be playing this one for quite a while. It doesn't look like the kind of thing you can beat easily. It's uh, something that... So you, you are playing it to beat it, not just to play it. To... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm dicking around with it a bit. And I, I might... What, I fear what might happen is what happened with The Witcher, where I got bored of the mechanics before I beat the game. Hmm. Like, I figured out what the game was doing, figured out the loop the gameplay loop and just was like okay all right i get it game and just didn't thrill me anymore but this seems i'm still really enjoying it and there's a lot of stuff i haven't really seen or or done yet so i I still want to you know push ahead i'm very keen to keep playing this one so cool have you been playing anything else uh no i mean i did play that that luftrausers game i can talk about that quickly if you want but maybe leave that for next week okay yeah maybe Um, we'll we'll leave it until you have a you've um yeah a bit more i dicked around with it a bit it's not very like you know deep or anything but mm. you know i'll talk about it next week because i'm actually playing games for once in the history of this podcast so i want to like you know make <laughs> the, the most history of, of this gaming podcast yeah uh but that's that's been me mainly game wise have you been playing anything apart oh you mario maker 2 yeah basically yeah. i have been doing nothing but playing mario maker 2 because mm, we didn't get to ch- talk about that last week no because i don't think you started it mm. uh, so it was a couple of weeks ago now that it's been out mm-hmm. and i am loving it it's interesting, I'm playing it very differently um, to the first game. Mm. I think it's fair to say. So, I have not, and I'm going to say this from the outset, I have not created any levels yet. Right, okay. Because I haven't felt inspired to, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. All right. So, so, when I first got Mario Maker 1, mm. I created like six levels or something and i got my friends to do it and i don't think any of my or your or anyone else's levels were particularly good but they were fun they were fun to do they were fun to play it's fun to make a level and just play yeah. it and just dick around with it. and the wii u is basically a mario maker machine the yeah. wii u was kind of you know has the perfect interface with a stylus you can you know it makes sounds it's got a touch screen in your hands mm, it's ideal you can see it on the screen so it's very very ideal for that mm. i've heard that there are complaints about the new making interface because you can't do that mm. you've, got, you've got one screen and you can you can use a controller and have it docked mm. or you can have it undocked have a smaller screen but nothing to kind of like flip between yeah yeah uh, like you did on um you know have the menu in mario maker 2 and everything like that so yeah. uh, sorry mario maker 1 just the interface isn't quite the same yeah and i just haven't had like there was such a, a raw feeling the first time this game came out Mm. And there was just so many wacky, wild, fun creations. Not to say that's not happening this time, mm. but it was just, it was so much of a Wild West kind mm. of feeling when Mario Maker 1 came out on Wii U. It was like a phenomenon. It really yeah. was for Wii U owners, and there weren't a lot of us. Mm. Let's be fair. That's true. Yeah, for for the people who bought a Wii U, this was like mm. retribution or like redemptions or whatever. Like their moment of, 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 rec- of like, yes, we were right to buy this. Yeah, you know, um, you know and I yeah. love the Wii U. Like I, I think it was a great console. I don't think it was a fantastically awesome console that everyone should own. Mm. Just for my needs and for what I was looking for in video games at the time, which was 
Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great system. It, it ended up coming out with like 10 really good games. Mm. And when you think about it, that's kind of all you, I ever really want out of any particular system. That's really. plenty. Like 10 yeah. good games. That's that's a good system in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. So this time I've actually been concentrating on the story mode. So Mario Maker 1 didn't really have a story mode. No. It just kind of had courses that were released every now and again mm. on like the course like the official course list yeah. uh, from Nintendo. Um, but this one actually has a story where you're rebuilding Peach's castle after the erased dog erased it. The lousy erased dog. Is it actually a dog? It is. It's a dog. It's actually referenced to Mario Paint. Oh. Uh, because I think, I want to say that, that the, the dog launches a rocket. The rocket is definitely from Mario Paint. I'm not wow. sure if the dog is. Okay. Uh, and then the Mario dog. Paint, yeah. Well, there's actually quite a few Mario Paint references. Like, there's a fly swatter game in, like, oh, Mario wow, Maker 1. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That kind of, like, randomly pops up. And if you click on it, then you can do, like, that game. Oh, wow. And there's, like, an erase guy that kind of bobs up and down, which I'm pretty sure was from Mario Paint as well. So yeah, there's quite a few yeah. references there. And look, the story mode is great because it teaches you what sort of games. Hmm. Or, sorry, rather, what sort of levels you can make yourself. Yeah, like mechanics. and Yeah, and it's yeah. there are, like, 50 levels you can play, or more, possibly, 60, 70. Mm-hmm. And I've played the overwhelming majority of them, and there are these side quests you can do with different characters. Like, you have to rescue toads who are mm-hmm. meant to be building the castle. Okay. There are a guy, like, there's a little eraser guy who you have to, um, like, beat his levels to, like, erase some of the walls that are in your way at the side of the palace gardens okay so there's like just lots of little fun things to do Hmm. and i think i've done the overwhelming majority of those (laughs) some of them they start off easy and some of them get quite difficult like there's there's like um one star levels which are really simple two star levels which you know require a little bit of thought three star levels which are pretty tricky and then there's the four star levels which is the ultimate you like know, you bastard might, levels. Yeah, the bastard yeah. levels. But they're, they're always fair. You always <laughs> yeah. know where you die. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I know... And that's also how you unlock clothes because apparently, like, there's no me's... Th- mm. There's no... Uh, what do you call those things? The little toys that you put on your... Oh, um, oh um, amiibos. amiibos. Yeah. Yeah, they killed the amiibos. Yeah, so... Which is kind of a shame because now you've just got a whole bunch of pumpkin, albeit good-looking plastic... I mean, it's sitting around your house. Look, don't get me... Look... Yes. They didn't do a lot to begin yes, with. Yes, they are junky plastic, yeah. but at least they aren't Funko Pops. No. And they're they're my that's where I say my piece. <laughs> These things look good. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have a lot of functionality. Um, but they do I'm, look a lot better than Funko Pops. Oh yeah. They look so much better. If you want so, tiny little like Nintendo figures that are accurate, yeah. you could um, yeah, just use that. Yeah. I mean look, it's some people and I don't I'm not judging them, because I used to collect miniatures and stuff. I was hmm. I'm not I can't judge. Some people just like figurines of things, you know. Yeah. And, and Nintendo and that's, characters pretty pretty up there. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a cool cool link, you could do worse. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a shame that they don't <laughs> they don't actually do much. No. But hey. So it, it was fun in the first game, despite <laughs> the fact that they all did the same thing. Mm. Um, then they were just costumes. Yeah. Uh, in basically just like Mario One Super Mario One mode. Does it have uh, the same fun? Does it have this like okay. Are there any features other other than the amiibo that were and and the interface stuff like the the pad and everything? Is there anything missing from this that was in the first game that you don't have in in, in this game, or is it really kind of is it the same but more? Really, it's the same but more. Yeah. Um, they've they've done this thing 
where you know the angry sun. Yeah, you can unlock things so the angry sun turns into a nice moon. Oh wow! <laughs> so that, that if you get the moon, like it gives you a life or a few lives or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you make a, a night level underground, mm-hmm. uh, it you can switch up gravity. Like if you go down a pipe, it goes to night, and then you you go up to the top. And oh, you have to, weird. Okay, and it's actually kind of like. McKids. Oh well, yeah, McKids has that gravity thing. Yeah, yes. McDonald Land, McKids, whatever you want to call it, or MC Kids. Um, that NES game, which was obviously a ripoff of Super Mario Brothers Three, mm. except one of the only unique mechanics was that the sometimes gravity would turn upside down, and your little McKid would like go to the top of the screen, and you'd have to like get certain cards. That was that the way. redeeming feature of that game, as it had like a genuinely yeah. interesting mechanic. And it looks like Mario Brothers <laughs> have ripped that off. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, let's rip off my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck would play that game? What you Nobody doing? will ever know except you and I. <laughs> yeah, me, you and me and Angry Video Game Nerd are fuming right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they deserve to be ripped off for like their one good mechanic. Yeah. Damn Virgin Interactive. Anyway, um, look, it's all, it's, it is more advanced. Mm. Uh, the online still sucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's Nintendo and they just don't know how to do anything right. I've heard that you can't, like... You can search for tags this time, like puzzle levels. Yeah. And either, there are more things to do. Like, there are levels you can make out of the 3D world. Mm. Um, or 3D land... It's one of the three... It's kind of like New Super Mario Brothers, but you can have cars in there. Right. And you can have the, the cat suits... Okay. ...in there as well. So you can only use... You know how you can kind of switch between those uh, Super Mario 1, 3, and World, and New? Yeah. For the Super Mario World uh, 3D World ones, you can't switch between those. It's like a completely separate unique mode oh wow okay uh, which makes sense because you, you'd kind of break everything because you can't have the mario cat suit in the in the other modes yeah like there's certain you kind of need to sequester these things a bit um yeah but i can see like why that would feel a bit like you'd be mm. held back um i kind of want to do like a, a game life balance level okay f- just like if i do want if i do do a level mm. I want to give it some thought and I want it to be good, even if no one ever plays it. Mm. Even if, like, we, we, I do it, we shout it out on the podcast and nobody ever plays it. I just want it to be good for my own peace of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for inspiration to, to strike there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to make a Super Mario level at one stage. So, cool. all right. So uh, if I do and when I do, I'll tell you all what it is. Cool. I'm sure you'll keep dabbling with that. So I might check back with you in a fortnight's time and see if you've uh, had any new yeah. you know, creations or if you if your I think what I'm going to do now is just go in and screw around with just like the online course modes. Yeah, like uh, see what people are making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a few good ones. I'm always reluctant to go to ones like the really famous people who say I've made a new level that only like point zero 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 one can complete yeah so like, I don't want to play those I want to play this to have fun not to get like like really frustrated at your yeah. like infuriating mechanics yeah these, these horrific levels where it's like all these secret doors and yeah. you know and you gotta like do it in the right sequence and it's just really dumb and you have to memorize everything mm. and there's no skill to it like that's just not fun um, no, and the, and the, there are ones that are just nothing but skill. Like you yeah. need to be so super skilled. Yeah. And once again, I'm I like Mario. I'm pretty good at Mario, but yeah. I'm not one of those people that am so skilled that I can just like clear every jump, every kind of thing on the yeah. way. I have finished 
I think most of the mainline Mario games, if not all. Yeah, you're you're very good at Mario. Like you're, yeah. you're way way better than me. But, but I just don't want to play these like really frustratingly. You know, like hyper skill levels where yeah. you gotta like spin. Like you need to fire a turtle shell at a wall, mm-hmm. jump, spin on the turtle shell just to make it up to another platform. Yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing because that just gets frustrating when you can't do it on the precise pixel or the precise timing that you need to do it on. Yeah. I mean, there are people out there who are kind of crazy, like speed run type people yeah. who are just... And good on them, know, I say. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's average. high level Mario play, but I mm. never really saw that as... I saw it as impressive, but not something I'd ever wanted to bother try to, to try and do myself. No. Um, so with that said, yeah. I believe you have a quiz for me. You know what, AC, I do. And we'll go right into the quiz if you like. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for a quiz. Why the heck not? Well, this quiz is about cooking in video games because mm-hmm. we had a bit of a cooking theme for this week. Um, so this is a quiz very loosely themed around this idea of cooking games, but okay. also cooking in games sure. that aren't strictly about cooking, okay. if that makes sense. Um, and it's all over the shop. There's some multiple choice. There's some, you know, true or false, I think. Okay, hit me baby one more time. All right, qu- 10 questions. Cooking in video games, question one. Um, the popular Overcooked franchise was created by British game developers Team 17. What other famous franchise is Team 17 known for? Worms. Correct. Points for you. <laughs> I was I had a hint there if you struggled, but you didn't, which I'm really proud of, actually. So. <laughs> just, Good on you. I'm proud of you. The, you the, that is just... You love Worms. worms guys. You I, freaking I, love Worms. I so. love Worms. Yeah. I have not played Worms for a few... I think the last time I played Worms was when we reviewed it when I reviewed it with yeah. a friend of the show, Andrew Lynch, Man, in Japan, I would, actually. I would love to play some worms. Um, should play some worms. Worms is, like, perennially fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, question two. <laughs> you predicted this one at dinner, AC. Okay. In Breath of the Wild... Oh, crap. What ingredients go into making a spicy pepper steak? Uh, <laughs> okay, a steak uh-huh. and pepper. You got two. Can you th- think of the third ingredient? Salt. No, it was Hylian shrooms. So there you go. Ah, yeah. damn those highly intrusive. I think it's because that's supposed to be like the sauce, like the mushroom sauce on the steak. Anyway. I guess. Yeah. I, I did mess around with a lot of those recipes, but mm. yeah, I always use like the basic one, which is cook an apple. <laughs> and it gives you like a whole hit point rather than eating one that gives you half a hit point or whatever. <laughs> uh, I should mention just very briefly, I played through the intro of that game recently at Joanna's house. Or the, the plateau. Yeah, the plateau. And and I was really funny because the first time I played that game, I was like very, very responsible. And the second time I played it, I was just a complete jerk to the old man. So I just kept saying, he's like, do you want to know the story of how I got here? I'm like, no. <laughs> I run off and he's like, come back here. <laughs> Does he actually say come back here? Yeah, he's like, like if you say no to certain things and he's like, no, you really need to hear this. <laughs> like, and he tells you and stuff. And like I, I, he, the illusion of choice. He's trying to teach me to cook, and I just cook some filthy crap for him. <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, this is really bad." <laughs> I'm just being an asshole to that guy. Yeah, I, I anyway. might play it the asshole way next time. It's pretty funny because I mean, it's not like you can have relationships in that game. So no, it doesn't really matter or anything. He like just that. kind of chuckles at you. He's like, "Ho ho ho!" Like Santa Claus, you know. Like, he's as, a very he, he's a very Santa esque. Um. Anyway, question three. AC. Okay. Can you cook dragon meat in Skyrim? I know you can beat the crap out of it with your fists. <laughs> you can punch dragon to death. I have done that. We've proved this. <laughs> I have finished that game by punching a dragon to death. Uh, I'm going to say yes. 
You know what? You can't. They only drop... Isn't there a mod for that? There must be there a mod should for be, that. There should be a mod, but in the vanilla version of the game, you can't. They mm-hmm. only drop bones and scales. And you could probably argue that you should be able to make a dragon soup out of the bones, but Bethesda um, is not creative enough for that, so... I bet you there's a mod for that, and I bet you I'll be proven right one day. You know what? There probably is a mod. Um, because when I played that with you, we mm. you listed off the mods, mm. and that list went for like 10 minutes. You're going... Yeah, rah, 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 rah. I, I modded the shit out of that game, and <laughs> I did it in a very bad and sort of haphazard way, but um, hey, you know what? Sue me. We are very bad and haphazard people, That's to right. be completely honest. That's right. The game didn't crash. What do you want from me? Question four. The frankly wonderful JRPG Suikoden 2 features an awesome cooking competition side quest. Uh, this is, I'm going to ask you a stupid question that you won't know the answer to, but you can guess. Okay. okay. Um, your, sh- your castle's chef, Hai-Yo, is revealed to be one of the four lords of the Black Dragons, the most feared chef's group in the world. Hai-Yo is in possession of a secret recipe, and other chefs come to challenge Hai-Yo to a cooking contest in order to win the recipe, including three other lords of the Black Dragons. Multiple choice... The name of the secret recipe is A. The Moonbird Recipe B. The Nine Heavens Beef Bowl Recipe or C. The Phoenix Sauce Recipe Phoenix Sauce Recipe It's actually A. The Moonbird Recipe Ah. Yeah Yeah. Anyway, that's a I love that freaking game I love that goddamn game One day I'll play it again and uh, I'll talk about it incessantly but until then I bet you will You have You've been warned. You've been warned. Got a reprieve. Um, Question five. Mm -hmm. Name the bizarre Xbox 360 stealth game that allows the player to play as the Burger King. Uh, I know this game because I've seen it being played before. Stealth King. Oh, he's so close. Oh, oh. Sneak King. Yes, correct. 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 I knew Mm. you'd get there. Sneak King is a delightful pun. Yeah, it was a... a a free giveaway, I want to say. That's right. I, I think you bought done. you bought a particular meal from Hungry Jacks and Hungry Jacks from Burger King. No, it's the same thing. Yeah, Bur- and, Hungry Jacks is Burger King, and uh, and they give you this game, and and you sneak up behind people and then jam burgers down their throats, and it's really disturbing and good. I heard that Hungry yeah. Jacks does better in Australia than like relatively mm. than uh, Burger King does in the US because they used to be really popular mm. until they like introduced the King. Oh, right, and the king ruined it. Yeah, and like the Hungry Jacks Australia, went, we have nothing to do with the king. We're not going to have him as a mascot. That guy's fucking freaky. He is very creepy looking. Yeah, and so like I think Hungry Jacks does much better than <laughs> they do over there. Like because, just because they don't use because we the have, king. Because the Bur- Hungry Jacks has no mascot. It's just burgers. The, the mascot is the food. Yeah. Um, question six. Do you need a mascot now? I don't know. Mm. Look, they're fun. Like, you know, H. the Chicken. I mean, come on. <laughs> Question six, AC. In Persona 4... H. the Chicken. In Persona 4, mm-hmm. how do you open a portal to the meat dimension? Um, by eating a beef bowl. That's right. You try the rainy day special mega beef bowl challenge. Uh, in question, question number seven. I love the meat dimension. In This is question seven. In the I scene. love to put my hard, throbbing spoon in there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's in there too. Hey. He's having a good time. He loves beef bowls. Question seven. Meat dimension. In The Sims 4. It's a, the real Last Supper was him divvying up a rad beef bowl. Uh, you can't say it wasn't. <laughs> You weren't there. How do you know? Um, question seven. In The Sims 4, can your Sims die from cooking? I, th- I know they can die from starvation. Can 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 cooking lead to death in The Sims 4? Yes. Correct. 
Because you can microwave a baby. <laughs> well, well, look, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, look, jury's out on that one. I'll, ch- I'll fact check that and come back to you. Okay. But you can certainly start a fire and your sim can burn to death. Maybe that's um, what I was thinking. You burn the baby in the yeah. microwave and then it sets fire to everything. I don't know whether that game lets you burn babies. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like they would probably have realized that's a problem and, like, dealt with it. <laughs> there, um, there is... I'm sure I've seen a screen cap of a baby burning on the oh ground Jesus. while the mother is just, like, at a computer lolling at some, oh like... Man. Like, some meme or something oh, like Jesus. that. I, you know, I sort of hope you can, just because that game is, like, hilarious when it's all going wrong. I'm sure that there is a lot of stuff that got patched. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially in The Sims 3, because that was more complicated and they tried to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Death is just kind of... Low- Working around sometimes, like he's expecting something to happen. The official Sims 4 wiki says that it's harder to kill your Sims in Sims 4 than any other Sims game. So Okay, that's of, a challenge. Yeah, they just yeah, challenged yeah. me. Well no, it's not that it's not that like it can't happen, just that it happens a lot less accidentally. Like you have to really try. Oh. Um, Look, if I played yeah. bought and actually played mm. EA games, mm. that's what I would do, is just kill Sims. But I don't play <laughs> EA games because I have this little something called dignity. <laughs> Very good. Question number eight. That's pretty good, sir. What mm-hmm. is the name of the protagonist mm-hmm. in the 1982 arcade classic Burger Time? Oh, no. Uh, I know there's like Mr. Pickles and... <laughs> God. What's the name of the protagonist? Uh, Mr. Chef. Oh, it's... Do you want me to give you it? Yeah, just give it to me. It's Peter Pepper. Ah, I knew you were going to say it, and I knew I was going to be angry at myself. You know what? I actually played that game a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Burger Time. That's probably one of the oldest... Look, calling this a cooking game is probably stretching it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's food adjacent. It's for, yeah. It's not exactly Well, not even adjacent. You actually literally, like, stomp on the food to make the burgers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Burger Time is, is a good game, but it's also a really frustratingly hard game mm. because it looks fun. Yeah, And yeah. it is fun. But it's actually super hard when you start playing it. Yeah. So when you see like a really good Burger Time player, mm. fucking respect that person. That dude is. That dude is they putting, know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they pay their dues, their Burger Time dues. Great. Question nine, AC. Multiple choice. Okay. What happens to cooking mama's eyes when you make a mistake in the kitchen? A. She gets super angry eyebrows. B. They glow red like an angry demon. Or C. They turn into flames. C, flames. Correct. They turn into flames. It's really terrifying and <laughs> half the reason I bought that game for the DS. You actually owned Cooking Mama? I, I bought Cooking Mama and I played it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a fun game. Use the stylus to like do things like you got to stir the food or like you got to like tip the pasta. You got to tip the pasta. You know, should... should, should <laughs> I, I've seen the Mama series around. I know this game is aimed for seven-year-old girls, but it's, it's fine. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> so, I, I, I ain't judging you. You know. It's fun. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of things in that series, and I remember one of the things in that yeah. series was like yeah. a Wii game where you had like a ba- like a baby doll. It was like babysitting mama. Oh wow! And then you shove like a Wiimote up its butt or something like that. Oh, you got a rocket yeah. to sleep or That's something right. like that. Okay, there's a video on Giant Bomb, probably in. I think I've the seen annals. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. I, think, I think it was one of their their um, don't shake the Friday ba- whiskey things. Don't shake the baby. Whiskey yeah, media happy hours. One. Yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> they shake that. They killed that motherfucking baby, and then, and then they turned the baby into cool baby. Yeah, and you can see it sometimes in the background with like sunglasses on it. But you hear. Anyway, I, mean, I, just, I just kind of wanted to, <laughs> just 
just shove a Wiimote up its ass and then just like fucking shake it to death. Oh god! All right, just how how am I a father? How am I a father? Why does my daughter love me? I don't because she's not smart. How does she even survive my parenting? Soon she'll learn. <laughs> I said your baby. I said your daughter isn't smart. That's terrible. She's smart. She just hasn't cottoned on to what's to what's really happening. Um, question number ten. One day she will be strong enough to defeat me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she has to defeat her father in open combat. Uh, Swordplay. That's okay. I'll just have to be really quiet. Question ten. What is the ratio of baking powder to cocaine required to produce crack cocaine? <laughs> this isn't. This isn't game related, is it, Robbie? Oh, sorry. I, I thought I was talking to Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin for a moment there. I'm terribly sorry. He would know the answer to that question. <laughs> because he's a criminal. Look, I kind of wish I knew the answer to this and could just like like say it really confidently. I'm going to say two-thirds cocaine, one-third baking soda. I don't know the answer. It was just a joke because I wanted to make fun of Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin. <laughs> He'll never listen to that. But this. you still, you won. You are five out of nine. Five out of nine. So you are the wiener. And uh, and kudos to you, good sir. Kudos to you. I I'm say. surprised I won that actually. Yeah, that was goes down to the wire. Because <laughs> right I just don't know a lot about cooking games, but I know I have mm. cooking. Mama is one of those things that mm. I I hear is marketed towards one particular mm. uh, you know group of people. Yeah, demographic. Let's demographic. Say. Yep. Yeah. Demographic was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is seemingly very popular with uh people from many demographics yeah like it's, it seems to be just a, a really well regarded fun if simple game it's simple and fun and like the it's one of the few games because i mean I, I i liked my ds but i didn't really enjoy much stylus games like i thought they were kind of gimmicky and i really preferred playing like you know standard like you know just give me a platformer you know what i mean um mm. but this one worked really well it was cute and there was just something that made me giggle about it. i don't know it just it it made me happy in a, in a silly way. And I was partly playing it out of uh, ironic appreciation, but also kind of just genuinely enjoying the game. So, yeah. 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 No, that's fair enough. Mm. We all have, like, little games like that, which we enjoy. Yeah. You know, that, that might not be super popular or not particularly geared towards us, but uh, yeah. still something that we just really like to, you know, pick up and play now and again. Just a reminder that I don't just play Dwarf Fortress and Rome Total War. I sometimes <laughs> play Cooking Mama. And Shantae. Yeah, and I don't just always play, like, Super Mario Brothers. Sometimes I play Super Mario Maker. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're complex. You're... I'm a very complex individual. <laughs> that's right. You're rich and interesting. I will, I well, will, I will say this, though. Not rich. During... No. <laughs> During Super Mario Maker 2 Story Mode... Uh-huh. You know, my, my hatred of Luigi <laughs> is... You know, is is pretty famous, infamous on this on this podcast yeah. and in real life you and on a, Twitter. You got a white hot rage. I do, and the one of the great, fantastic things about Mario Maker One is that there was no fucking Luigi like hanging around going, <laughs> "Oh my god, hey, you gotta do this." I'm afraid of the ghost. Yeah, and that was great. Like it's so much better. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, if you fail a course too many times in story mode, mm-hmm. guess who fucking pops up going, "Hey, would you like a helping a hand?" Meh. It's like fuck you, Luigi. I can do this. I can do this level myself. Well, there's no difference. (laughs) They're both they're they're both lamest characters in Nintendo history. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, even Birdo laughs at them. God, if she could, she has no teeth or tongue. (laughs) 
Just she goes, yeah. Anyway, she toots her own horn, squeezes it like that. Oh boy, howdy, does she? Oh yeah. Oh, she eggs out that real good. Anyway, dvnart.com. So anyway, my point is that I failed many a level, but every time I like ran out of lives, and I would see Luigi's like like smug, helpful visage pop up on my screen, I would go. Fuck you, Luigi. I fucking hate you. I'm going to do this by myself. Because in this case, Luigi doesn't just symbolize everything that's wrong with Nintendo. No. He also symbolizes that the game thinks you're bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's even and more insulting. I prove insul- the game wrong it's even more by insulting. beating every level. Hey, you want to play with me? You seem like kind uh, of a bitch. I'm, I'm not going to help you because I'm your little brother. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. You seem kind of bad at this. Sir. Andrew Yoshimura does not need help from No Player 2. Let me make that perfectly clear. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 also has a versus mode where mm. you can play with someone random on the internet online with made levels. Apparently that is completely shit house. Okay. Because there's lag and because other people make the levels and they're really either simple or dumb mm. or, you know, the general public. Yeah. And whoever you play with is also an asshole. So... <laughs> It's like the perfect storm of just complete shit. And I just really kind of want to try it out. Because <laughs> yeah. my expectations are so low. Just, this is either going to be hilarious or I might be slightly pleasantly surprised, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. Well, you know, you, who knows? Who, that's the problem with these online games is who knows who you end up playing with? Who knows, AC? That's very true. You might end up playing with that Chicken Sanchez guy. <laughs> who knows? Who I like knows Chicken Sanchez. Who knows what can happen? awesome. Um, he was a good PUBG player. He was. He was a sport. I gotta say though, I did. I, I was thinking about this, and I do like your concept of only having a certain amount of money for the Steam summer sale. Yeah, just like twenty bucks, and just like twenty bucks Australian. Seeing how far you can stretch it. Yeah, just like you know, uh, I could get that game, but then I wouldn't be able to get anything else. Yeah. Or maybe I could get this game I've heard about, or maybe I should try this like five dollar game that's on special. So. Mm. I kind of actually kind of want to dip into Steam and just to see. I'm just kicking myself that I can't remember the third game that I bought. Maybe I can look it up for you. You, you were gifted why a game. You, why don't you read the copy? You, I was. I haven't played that either. I got a gifted a game. I should probably play that and talk about it. Yes, you should. Um, that's, probably, that's probably the idea behind you being gifted the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Here we go. Oh, that's right. I got Rayman Legends. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to play good that with game. Joanna at some point. And then I've, report, yeah, report I've got that, that for the Wii U. It's, people say it's a really good co-op game. So I bought it for girlfriend game purposes. Girlfriend game purposes always good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I might I might jump on Steam. I don't think I want to spend any money, but I, I'll have a bit of a poke. Yeah. I see hope if there's anything that I jumps out at me. It's still on sale. Yeah. You know, there's there's still games that I haven't played for a while, so that's why I haven't really dipped in there. Yeah. Um, the Switch Lite comes out in September. Oh yeah, that's right. We were gonna we mentioned that we were gonna briefly talk about this. Do, we, do you think we have time? Oh look. It's you're a, going to give us your cliff notes? The cliff notes are it is just completely portable. Joy-Cons don't detach. Uh, it mm. can't be docked. So it is basically like a larger PlayStation Vita except for Nintendo. Yeah, it's a Vita for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No, because the Nintendo will do a lot better job with a handheld mm. than, than the Sony did. No offense, Sony. Yeah, um, and they'll actually support it. Yeah, well, all those and games... they already have supported it, basically. All, all the ga- like, I assume that there's no games that won't run on this one that... There are, Oh, yes. really? Yeah, there oh. are a few. There are a few that need to be... Okay, so, uh, <clears throat> one, two, switch. Won't work. Of course, because anything anything that requires the Joy-Cons and be the motion... Be separated, yeah. And the motion and the VR... Uh, the, That's always the been my least... That's always been my least favourite thing, though, about the Switch, though. Like, I mean, it's one, cool. One, two, switch? 
It, no, well, yes, but I mean, I mean, like <laughs> the game sucks. Motion controls in general. Yep. Like I'm not a super big fan. Like the, one of the first things I did when I was playing Breath of the Wild recently was turn off the motion control aiming. Mm. I went to the menu and was like, I wonder if I can turn this off. Ah, I can. Good. Um, and I did. <laughs> and fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like I, um, I didn't mind the motion control aiming. I mean, once you once you sort of figure out that it's asking you to do that, yeah. Which is, itself takes a little while because I was playing it. I fell into the same trap you did of like, why is this so hard? You because know? <laughs> because the, the the reason is yeah. is that your aiming still works with the uh, with the analog sticks. Yeah. So you can still aim with the analog sticks, but as you aim, you have a tendency to kind of move your hands. So it becomes super inaccurate, and you're wondering why I can't aim properly. Yeah, that's right. It just feels like the game's jerking you around, but yeah, actually, which it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, look, the Switch Lite, is it called? Sorry, Switch... Yeah, Switch Lite. Look, Lite, I yeah. would say if you're going to buy one of these babies, don't buy it in Australia. So, mm. in Japan, a Switch is 30,000 yen, which okay. is about 320, 30, 40 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, like reasonable, yeah. In Australia, it was like 450. Mm. Fuck that shit. I got mine in Japan secondhand, like, for less than, and it was, like, perfect condition. Yeah. The... Uh, Switch Lite is going to be uh, 20,000 yen in mm-hmm. Japan, so it'd be about 220, 30, 40 bucks in Australia. Mm-hmm. And in America, it's going to be about 200 bucks. In Australia, it's going to be 330. Whoa. Fuck that noise. That's way too much money. Don't buy it in Australia. These no. things are region free. Buy it overseas, get it imported. I guarantee you're still going to save more money. Wow. Because that, that is just that's like... That's a lot of money for like a fancy... Handheld. Yeah, like it is. That, I mean, because that's what I was thinking. The use case is like, give this to your kid kind of thing. But yeah. like, that's a lot of tech to give your kid. I mean, that is basically the equivalent price that we should have paid. Yeah, that's right. For the Switch in the first place. Which is why I'm saying like, just import that shit. Lousy Australia tax. Yeah. All right. Well, with that dour note, AC. Dour note, yep. So read uh, what's going on on the uh, Gono... Gono Geek. Yeah, I... The Gunner Geek. You and I are part of a network of podcasts. Boy, called, howdy, are we? Called the Gunner Geek Network, And we're AC. certainly not the black sheep of that. We're certainly not. We're more like the grey <laughs> sheep. I mean, we're no, we're no Pop X cast or anything, but, you know, we get the job done. We get <laughs> Whatever done. job that is. Uh, Whatever it is, we certainly don't get paid for it. Yeah, no, we, we, we really don't. Um, but, you know, there's lots of other good shows on the Gunner Geek Network, which I'm legally obliged to to tell you about (laughs) such as the better podcasting podcast Mm -hmm. on better podcasting stargate pioneer and steven john drew these are human beings who speak into microphones share podcasting tips tricks and other podcast related information with the goal of helping hobbyist podcasters make their show the best it can be it sounds like we ought to listen to this show i have listened to the show really whatever they have a really like these are guys who are really good at podcasting yeah they take it seriously they take it seriously these are the guys who like are like basically the admins and owners of the gonna geek network yeah so they're definitely low-key judging us every single episode that we put out oh i very much doubt they even listen to this pile of crap <laughs> because we pretty much do we take all their information and we do the opposite thereof yeah, that's right so we our, our podcast should be called worser podcasting <laughs> if, if imagine that's the name of this podcast okay. that's the name of this worser, episode yes worser podcasting make sure you misspell it as well it'll really tick the worser podcasting okay so listen to that uh-huh. and then listen to ours and yeah. then tell us what you think but that is a great show especially if you happen to be interested in starting your own podcast potentially I'm not a hobbyist podcaster I'm basically just trapped here like, this is like <laughs> the seventh layer of hell for me <laughs> this is your punishment and I am the demon shoving the pitchfork in your butt 
metaphorically and also literally sometimes. I quite like that. We swing that way. <laughs> and with that, AC, read that copy. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian and pretty much the only edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. I think we should just keep... Do you reckon if we just called ourselves just Game Life Balance again? Oh, maybe we should. Maybe we should because they're not doing it. Do you think Cody will notice? I, I think he will, but <laughs> I don't think he has any like recourse because I haven't made an episode in like six months. He has no power. He has no power He's powerless. Over He's a toothless tiger. Okay, thank you for listening to Game Life Balance. Um, you can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll find links to our podcast feed and videos and uh, links to our sister show. <laughs> there, Game Life Balance US. We're Game Life Balance. That's, that's it. We're just Game Life Balance. <laughs> you can follow AC on Twitter at ProdTally. I do occasionally tweet about video games. Yeah. And uh, at GLB Australia has had some activity yes. recently. Yes, I'm trying. I'm really trying. So every time I think of something that is funny and video game related and that I just really probably shouldn't tweet out on my astrology Twitter, <laughs> I tweet it out on, on the game. So I've, I realized I can talk about games on Twitter again. You can, yes. So I'm starting to do that more. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Rate us positively. You're or... so angry. You're so pissy about it. All right. We've right, done that for a reason. I'll do it more. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, they have, you only have like a couple of jobs on this podcast. <laughs> like a couple. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Look, <laughs> I turn up here and I play you with alcohol and I talk. What, what would you want from me? That's true. You're very, I, I'm very bad at buying alcohol and you're much better at, that, at it than me. So. Yes. And we feed you too. So That's yeah. true. I do get lovely meals. You do get lovely Thank meals. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> uh, she's sitting here. I have to say she, that. She, Jesus. <laughs> See, if it was up to me, I wouldn't feed you. But my wife's just nice. I would starve you and like keep you in like the, the basement, which I don't have, and whip you. Give me like stale bread once a week. Um, so look, rate us positively on, on iTunes or just like leave a steaming pile of like dog turds outside of like on, on fire. Yeah. Outside of um what's that? who who owns Apple now? Who's the head of Apple? Oh, I don't know. Tim Cruz? Tim Curry? Tim Curry. <laughs> just know. deliver dog shit to Tim Curry's house. Don't do that. I actually like Tim Curry. <laughs> whoever, whoever's in charge of Apple, that guy's a prick. Is he still alive? Did he die? No, no. What, Tim Curry? Yeah. He's still alive. He better be. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Okay, I'm fine. I'm seeing the word is in this yeah, Wikipedia he's, article. He's still alive. I'm so sure. he's still alive. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Tim well, Cook. Tim Cook. Mm. That's got to be it, right? Tim, I think Tim Cook. He should have been part of your, your cooking quiz. Tim Cook. He's a cook. <laughs> By name. Um, is, that, is that him? Tim Cook, American businessman. The CEO of Apple. Okay, yeah, I was right. So deliver a steaming pile of dog turds in a paper bag set on fire on his doorstep. Yes. I'm sure he doesn't live in a gated community. He's probably just like in some like one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco, and That's he right. won't mind at all. Yeah, he won't mind. In fact, he'll, he'll, thank, he'll thank you, and then he'll pass on that feedback to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's those wacky game life balance guys yeah, and game right. five fucking stars. Well, Timbo's got us on a speed dial. <laughs> uh, Imagine if we had his mobile phone number. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Is your fridge running? Well, you better go catch it. Please stop sending me dick pics. I do not appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he sound like JFK? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try again. I'll try again. Why are you sending me dick pics? Donkey.
I never knew that Tim Cook and Obama were the same person. <laughs> they had a donkey. 